Hi everyone, my name is Julia and I'm the owner and founder of Lash Tribe. We help create successful and fully booked lash artists all over the world with the help of our online and in-person training programs. And today's episode of the Lash Tribe show is all about lash competition. And I'm joined today by two fabulous ladies, Paula and Kathy, who are going to talk about their experience with entering lash competitions, um, live competitions, as well as fantasy competitions. And if you have ever thought about entering one yourself, you definitely don't want to miss this episode because we are giving away quite a few tips and tricks that you need to look out for. Picking the correct model, picking the correct length, color of lashes, things, the categories that your judges will judge you at, and how to set up everything for the lash competition and how to calm down your nerves as well. So don't miss today's episode and we're going to get right into it. Kathy. I started lashing back in 2017. I started that because I, I was a personal trainer for quite a few years and I've been through the process of being a personal trainer, working in a gym, owning my own gym, selling my gym. Towards the end, I was pretty over the gym scene, so I just wanted a change. And back then, I was pretty much a lash addict myself. I've been getting extensions on myself for maybe five years in a row now. Uh, back then. So I thought, yeah, it's a good idea to, for me to just dive into the beauty industry and see where I go. And in here since. So how long ago was that? So when did you start lashing? So 2017. 17. Okay, cool. And, and now you also are starting to get into training, right? Uh, Yes, just did your course. Yeah, well, that's exciting. I think you'll do very well. I love your work. And Paola, I know we know each other for a little while, <laughs> a couple of years, but just tell everyone a little bit about your story and your background. Where did you come from? When did you start Lashes and your business? Okay, so I'm Paola Derserriet and I started three years ago with Lash Tribe Academy. So back then I was actually working in a retail store and... It was quite hard because I work about six to seven days a week. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Where am I going? And I'm only earning this much. I don't know if I can grow or anything. So I decided to try to get into the beauty industry and kind of like um, lashes. So, but I was thinking like, oh, I don't think I can do a course because it's going to take a lot of time. So what I did is... I researched more and more and I found out about Lash Tribe and they're doing online courses. And I asked Julia if this is really is the course that I need because I had a previous course before and it wasn't as good. And yes, it was actually amazing. And I was able to do classic and then volume course. And I think I finished end of 2016 for that one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the next year, I decided to build my own um, business and I called it Posh Deluxe, located in Perth. Yeah, pretty much it started from there. 
And then I started doing mega volume. I started doing all the other courses, even the business slash course that you have, the six week business course. Mm. Um, I took that one as well. And then I also did the eye styling course and it actually all, all of them helped me a lot. Yeah, a lot of learning and a lot. Yeah, because I was stressing about how to get clients as well at the same time. But while I'm not having that much clients, I decided to just, why not just do everything all at the same time? Just learn it all. Yeah. So it was actually really good. Do you think it was like a natural progression? You knew so many things. You train with so many different people now as well. But yeah. you say, okay, what's the next thing? Like, what is there left? What can I do? Is that why you kind of started to do competitions? Or what was yeah. the first time where you go, oh, I really want to do a competition? But basically, I, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should try something different, get out of my comfort zone. And if I join a competition, what would happen to me? I was actually really scared. Like, I don't know what to do. I was there. I went in there and it was a live competition. I have not done online competition. I don't know what else is out there, but there's a lot of learning afterwards. So after that, I went on and keep doing, keep doing and then keep learning from it. So it was really good. Yeah. yeah. You, Kathy, I know you've entered a beginner's competition a couple of years back. Tell me about that. Why did you do that? I would never, I would be way too scared. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard there's a competition going on and I've really thought about doing it, but um, I didn't really enter till last minute because I'm such a competitive person. To me, if I want to enter a competition, I want to know that I have my best work. Back then, I've only been doing volume lashes for three or four months. I wasn't really comfortable with myself, but then again, like everyone else in my class is like a beginner anyway. So yeah, last minute I thought I just need to do it. If I overthink, I'll probably never enter a competition. And yeah, pretty much, I think, yeah, I entered just before the deadline cut off hands. Yeah. And you did it. And how was it? Was it scary? Tell me a little bit about how you felt. It wasn't scary it's more like i feel like live competition is very different it's really distracting you're in a convention center there's people talking and walking around you i find it's really hard for me to focus but once i did it was pretty good what are some things that either of you used to set yourself up so that you would would feel a bit more comfortable because it's such a different space it's not your bed it's not your chair it's not your trolley you're there with everyone else. Like what were some, I guess, strategies to kind of focus and zone out? What did you do? Well, in the future, if I were to do it again, I'll probably bring my own earphones. Mm -hmm. That would definitely help. Did you bring anything that made you feel more comfortable? Like were you able to bring, I don't know, your own lash pillow, your own products? Were you able to use whatever you wanted? Yeah, I can use pretty much anything I wanted, which is really handy, pretty sure. They provide you with a glue, but you can bring it on if you want to. Okay, and what was it like for you, Paula? Uh, for me, it was, it was okay at first. Like, you kind of get nervous when you get in there and sit down, but as you go on and started lashing, 
uh, it's just like everything is gone. You don't hear anything at all. But yes, she was right. There's a lot of a lot of distractions all around. So the people walking past by you and they're looking at you. They're calling out time, like oh, 30 minutes gone or something, or one hour is gone. And they, it's good to like hear some of it at the same time. You're zoning out, so which is good. Um, we were able to use products that we want to but there are some like last minute ones that we're not allowed to use boosters and all that stuff as well so it's actually that's actually quite good to know beforehand because you can get deducted with that one things like adhesives i would say bring like three different types of adhesives for example one that is good for very low humidity second is the one medium then third one will be your highest one or if you can bring an adhesive that is like good for a lot of, like big range of humidity that would be great because i've used one particular adhesive and it didn't work wow. the second adhesive it didn't work i maybe i'm just like nervous and i couldn't get one lash stick on that one but yeah it, it, the third adhesive works so i'm like mm, maybe this is it and then you just keep going so you just have to be careful like and you have to bring like extra tweezers and all that stuff as well just in case you're too nervous and you drop it and all that stuff yeah what were some things where um you kathy you thought that because i know you placed well like do you want to just tell everyone what you placed like in that competition uh so i got second and that's really good for a beginner right yeah why do you think that is? Like, can you give us some tips of, maybe you heard from the judges that give you maybe some ideas of why that was? What well, things did it I've right? gotten some um, tips before that for competitions, they really um, focus on coverage. Mm -hmm. um, and also they're focusing on stickies. So I was really making sure I was getting those two right. And I think with live competition, because you do the first eye at home, so you really don't want to overdo that, that because you do the second eye with the timer and you don't want to do too much on one eye and then not be able to match the other eye on the day of the competition because mm. one's hands are quite shaky. So there's a chance you'll be a lot slower on competition day. So I purposely didn't do my first eye as full. I would be just because I feel like if, my second eye is not as full as my first eye. I'll probably get deducted on that one. And also I set aside 20 minutes at the end just to check stickies to make sure I have zero stickies. Wow, that's a long time for stickies. But I know because I have judged some competitions myself that if you have a perfect set, the balance is beautiful, the styling is beautiful. If you find stickies, that first sticky is like one point gone in some, some competitions that are very harsh and you can lose everything. Yeah, I've also heard they're very, um, you know, they also look at you with sanitizing your hands and stuff. So say, if you need to look at your phone for the time, or are you allowed your phone, but they say whatever you touch, you need to make sure they see that you actually sanitize your hands. So you have to pick up the hand sanitizer, squeeze into your hand, just to make sure they see yeah, The hygiene is really important for them, yeah. yeah especially today well who knows when the first yeah. time we'll be able to do a lash competition again yeah. <laughs> and paula what are some tips that you can give people who want to enter a competition um, that really scare, 
Is it for online or for? No, for like a live competition. And yeah. maybe we can talk about online after that as well, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so for live competitions, um, yeah, hygiene is very important. She is right. Especially like people who don't wear masks, they like kind of deduct points on that one as well. There's one point I got deducted. I think it, I put an eyeliner as my mapping and uh, I forgot to bring my, the, the makeup remover. So yeah, I had to ask one of the organizers to pass me one and I got deducted for it. So make sure you bring everything because you're not allowed to go back to your bag and take everything out because once everything is on your trolley, that's it for you. you know, that, that's all you can take. So if you forget something, you're done. You get deducted for it or you miss something out, like your lash shampoos and all that. Make it, make sure you bring it, show that you're washing the lashes before you prep everything. Yeah, just be hygienic. I would suggest, I will have, highly recommend to bring those, like a container kind of thing. And then you put everything in there. So you don't brush when you go in. You just take that container and then put it on a trolley and like that's it. Don't forget anything. Um, like a little organizer, cabbie. Yeah, kind of organizer. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I've seen like a few ladies went there as well with it. Like I did, I did not like thought about it at first. That was the first competition I've ever entered. And I'm like, oh, everyone's so organized. I don't have one. <laughs> it was your first time, right? <laughs> Take out everything one by one. So good. <laughs> um, Kathy, what kind of important points are there to know if you want to enter competition of what your model should be like? Because I've heard and I've judged some, of course, myself, how important the choice of model is. What do you have to look for in a model? So with models, one, they don't have way too many natural lashes um, because, yeah, they do judge you on coverage. So if you can't make them full, then you'll get deducted, deducted on the point. Another thing is uh, the layers of their lashes. If the layers are very far away, the lashes won't be looking as dense. So mm -hmm. if you have a look at your, lash, um, your model's la lash layers, uh, if the top, middle, and bottom layers are too far away, then yeah, she shouldn't be a model. And also make sure your model can hold her bladder. <laughs> That's very important too. Yeah. What about like eyebrows or skin or anything like that or color? Well, I've never been told about the skin color or the eye color, but to me, I feel like when the skin of the model is lighter and their eye color is lighter, the lashes can look darker. And with the eyebrows, it's the same. Um, if your models have great eyebrows, then their lashes will look really good as well. What are some tips that you have found, Paola? What are like the best choices of models that you had? Best choice for the model, definitely good skin. Mm -hmm. The whole face is, you also get the whole points for it as well. So the overall look, you get points for that. Mm -hmm. Also, make sure that the model is not allergic to the eyelash extensions. <laughs> yes. Has that ever happened? Have you heard of a competition where that model went bloodshot on this eye? Once you get red eye, you don't win anymore and that's it. Because no one would ever want to put that in a magazine or want to put that in their social media, that's it. If she's sensitive, because that model, because I had to flew to Brisbane that time and I have not seen this model before. I have not 
lashed her before. She's not had eyelash extensions before, so she doesn't know. She's a very beautiful girl, don't get me wrong. But she went bloodshot after that. She's got this very round eyes, very beautiful eyes, but that's it. If, if she turns red, she turns red. There's just some clients like that. There's some just there's some people like that that can get red eyes. Yeah, so make sure to get the right model. You've lashed her before. She's not allergic to eyelash extensions, not pregnant. And um, I would highly suggest if you're flying, for example, me from Perth, and then I'm going to fly to Brisbane, I would, for the next time I'm going to be doing it again, I'm definitely going to bring someone with me from Perth that I already knew. Yeah, a lot of people do that. They fly their own models with them. But, you know, if you're just starting out, you probably can't really afford that unless the other person would like to have a little holiday themselves and pay for it. Yeah, but I think that's a really good idea. How much time are you actually given to do one eye in live competitions these days? It's about two hours. That's quite a lot of time, though. Or is that including setup and... It's including the setup. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. One more question I wanted to ask. What are some things where you'd say, do not do that, stay away from that, that will lose you any lash competition? Maybe, Paula, if you want to go first. Yes. So I would say, for example, if your model have this makeup on, she looks beautiful with it, but there's a makeup debris around the lashes that is not good they will deduct your points for it because the lashes need to be very clean. So I would highly suggest to not put any eye makeup around it. Mm -hmm. So maybe just foundation, uh, do the brows and then do the um, blush on, then lipstick, and then that should be good enough. Yeah. Because as soon as there's a bit of fallout on the lashes, they will deduct points, right? Yes. Yeah. And they will fold very easily anyway if there's some makeup debris in there. So you lose points on the retention because they brush like crazy. They, the, the judges brush like there's no tomorrow. Like they really want to get that lashes off. That's yeah. how they brush. Yeah. I remember when I judged a competition in Canada, Montreal, like four years, three years ago or so, we had a little case, like an empty lash case. And we passed it from judge to judge and every judge brushed more lashes off and we put them all in the case and then we counted all the lashes in the end there was like the most perfect beautiful fans but there's 20 in the tray she did not win anything but it was amazing she just did not use enough adhesive because the attachment looked okay but there was just not enough adhesive and it brushed 20 lashes out it was well, you can get the deduction as well if you put too much adhesive. But there's also the thing that if you just use enough to get that better retention, because I didn't lose any lashes on mine. Uh, but yeah, so it's really good that if you, that you get good retention. So that is that means that you got to use enough adhesive. Yeah. Uh, you make sure that you brush it yourself as well. So, like when they brush through it it's all okay. Yeah. And Kathy, what would you say are some tips that people should absolutely not do when they're doing a live competition? Um, I've actually heard this from uh, Flawless Slashes by Loretta. Um, I'm not sure if that rule applies to all competitions, but she said apparently you can't really touch your model's lashes during a live competition. 
with, with your fingers. Uh, you also can't use like the pinching method for volume lashes. And I know some people have habit of using their fingers to help with the isolation and you need to avoid doing that. Too. Yeah, using the nail. Mm. What about length? What have you found is that's a big topic. Yeah. Who wants to talk about the correct length to use in competitions? I would highly suggest to do in between four, maximum maybe 10. Because like most of the time, they look at the length and a lot of lashes out there are not really like about 10 millimeters. But yeah, the longer you go, it's not good. The shorter, the better, and it looks denser. Yeah, I found that too. And what about if you have someone, and that's happened a few times when I had to judge sets online where I will deduct points. I guess I can talk on that quickly. Something that I find um, difficult is if you have someone extremely fair with very blonde lashes, blonde hair, blue eyes, and you chuck really dark mega volume lashes on them. I think it's just important to think a little bit differently and perhaps use a brown, yes. a nice brown lash, something that suits them. And this is where I feel a lot of beginners make mistakes. They think they need to put dramatic lashes on everyone, even though they may be perfectly applied, but they're just not the competition lash. I think there's a huge difference between an everyday client and what they want and then doing like a competition lash. Do you find that as well? Yeah, definitely. So another thing I wanted to ask, and I know Paula can talk about that because you recently entered and also then the next year after this year, you judged one of those competitions, uh, fantasy competitions. And maybe I can also ask Kathy, what's the most outrageous thing you've ever seen, but also what kind of time do you have to plan to actually enter a fantasy competition and how do they differ from like a live competition where you just apply one eye? Okay, so for the live fantasy competition that we have, of course, if you, most of the competition for fantasy is gone online nowadays, but we're lucky to still do a live competition this year. Last year I did join after I joined the um, lash competition, the normal one. And then I only actually have one and a half months to prepare when I got invited to do it. I would highly suggest to like prepare three months at least for that one. The best thing about it is you do the lashes first before. So the day before you do all the lashes, the colored lashes and everything. And then all the props, the costumes, um, the headpiece, the back piece that you do, that's all been prepared and then you're just going to put it all together on that day. So we have about four hours to do that and so to do that you're also doing your makeup, you're doing your body painting. I've also known one person who did the spray painting and she was very quick. I think she's been doing that for a long time. Um, but spray painting, I think it's quite fast to do than doing the actual body paint. Mm. And then the props and all that, you got to prepare. Make sure, make sure that what you're doing, the whole lot is in the theme. For example, the theme is 
let's say hearts or valentines okay and then you do this mechanics mechanical kind of thing or computer girl or something then it doesn't suit the theme anymore you get a massive deduction for that so if it's like valentine's day you gotta put all hearts in or do some roses and all that stuff make sure everything is in the theme um for the lashes i would say do a lot of colors okay if they see a lot of colors in it that is good you get more points on that and another thing about it is you still have to do lash art on it so you're not just doing colors okay you're not just putting like russian volume 2d 3d and all that um most of the time for fantasy they don't look at lash um, weight they don't look at lash health at all it's all about uh, working on arts that's why it's called fantasy lashes so at the end of the day it's still a fantasy work so and it's still a lash work so most of the points for example the lash competition that i judge the points for lashes are 40 over 40. so that is big so if you don't do much of the lashes you lose a lot of points on it like the overall look is only like 20 over 20 or the costume is only like 20 over 20 but the lash part it's still bigger points because this is still a lash competition at the end of the day yeah um yes and the last year we did apply the lashes on the actual natural lash and this year we did they can apply it on the natural lash as well and they also did a strip lash so you can do whatever you want on the strip lashes without worrying about like the lash weight and all of that and at least you don't have to remove it at the end of the day because you're already tired so it's actually a very smart thing to do it was actually a brilliant idea that they can do such thing but yeah so every competition is quite different um i would suggest everything that you do from the back piece from the costume from the makeup from the headpiece everything should match in a theme hmm. yeah one thing i want to um, add to a judging competitions is to not forget about the bottom lashes yes. so many times i see beautiful fantasy art and sets and things connected to headpieces and the sides yes. and then the bottom lashes have black mascara on them and that's a huge deduction as well i see it a yeah. lot i forget it constantly yeah yeah because sometimes like the bottom lashes got its own category as well so they mm. do the category for the whole lashes and then they go bottom lashes and then if that is none that is zero so yeah. there's nothing to there's nothing to judge no so you need a lot of points on it <laughs> yeah. on yeah Talking about category, categories, um, Kathy, can you just tell me what sort of, I guess, categories are you actually being judged on when you are doing a set of lashes in a competition? Definitely coverage, the weight of the lashes, uh, stickies, uh, the overall look, if it suits the model or not, um, hygiene, and not sure if there's anything else. I think there's like balance maybe some people have smoothness but that's only if you're just doing like the perfect line effect otherwise you might like to enter like a spiky type competition yeah. 
What other categories can you think of, Paula? Just that people are aware that if they enter something, they have to really think about every single little category and make that perfect. Uh, I think it's just covered everything. Use glue. Usage of glue, like how much glue you use. Use of adhesive, not too less. You know, there's a little bit of a um, dot at the end of the fan or something. That's just right enough, just not too much mm -hmm. uh, because they will see it as well. So if they see that there's like a big black thing, even on online competition, it's the same thing. You'll see it. Yeah. Um, of course, in the live competition, it's very obvious. If They will definitely see it if you put too much adhesives on it as well. Yeah. Make sure um, you're not too far away from the lash line. So that's another thing. So most of the competition I've been to is they do like a point two in the inner corners. I'm talking about millimeters, point two. I'm not even talking one millimeter. It's point two millimeters in the inner corners. Middle, maybe 0.5, up to 0.5. And the outer corners is, again, 0.2 millimeters. So they look at that as well. And if you're, if you're not too far away from the lash line as well, your transition will be very good. So you have to look at the layers properly. If you work with the layers properly, you can see it. And you're just right away from the, um, the the lash line, you'll get the very good transition. You get a perfect line. And most of the lash competition look for it, that perfect line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Narrow fans as well. Mm -hmm. um, if your fans are too wide and then some of the fans are narrow, then you're not going to get the right um, perfect line because everything is going to change. It's going to go like that. It's not going to be perfect line anymore. Yeah. Great tip, guys. Now to finish off, a little bit of self-promotion, if you like. <laughs> Kathy, would you like to start? What have you got going on? Um, what's something that's coming up for you and where can people reach you? Um, so my business name is Flawless by Kathy. Um, on Instagram, just at Flawless by Kathy. So I do lash extensions, um, brow sculpts, um, and I do lash training as well. Go see Kathy if you are in Brisbane right now. And once we are open again, go fly and see Kathy. <laughs> and Paola, your staff. Uh, so my business name is called Posh Deluxe, and I do eyelash extensions myself. I'm still lashing, and I also do training. Um, most of the training I do is one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's most likely to just do um, competition sets and learning more about competition and advanced volume because not many people are doing advanced volume course at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I also have an online shop for lashes. So it's www.poshdeluxe.com.au. Um, we've also got another um, um, Instagram called Lash Supplies Australia. So you guys can check that out. And we've got different brands in there as well. I think we've got about four brands. So we got your Posh Deluxe, London Lash Pro from UK, Luxury Eye from UK, and the Ruthie Bell from Estonia. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end. Thank you for sharing all your little tips. Thank you for 
and I hope that some of the girls who are always thinking about it and um, they can enter the competition soon. Um, do you know of any upcoming competitions, maybe online ones that, yeah, which, which ones are coming up? Um, I think there's one that I know, um, best of the best. That one's a Netherlands one. Um, they can also go and search it online um, through Instagram as well. So they can search it like lash competitions. Mm. If they, they should like be a lot popped out there. Also Facebook got one. There's also a group you can join um, lash competitions online. Yeah. And you'll find a lot of things in there. You can also post like what are the competitions coming up and then a lot of organizers and judges will just go and help you find them. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much you. for joining me today and it's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the Lash Tribe show and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>